Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot maybe your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Start the fires, On please! On my first whistle! Don't hide yourself and regret. Just love yourself and your set, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Football Ramble. My name's Marcus Speller and Jim Campbell's here. Hello. Luke Moore's here. I was born this way. And Jim- All right. <laughs> and Jiminy Cricket, it's Pete Donaldson. I love your set, Marcus. Thank you, brother. Um, <laughs> uh, now then, Paul Koncheski. Former West Ham and Fulham, among others. Is that, is that the earliest Paul Koncheski mention in history of the Ramble? <laughs> yeah, it probably is. Yeah. In history. Yeah. Even if Paul Koncheski hosted it, <laughs> no. still have to, it would still be late, I think. It's hard to think of a football-based show in which Paul Koncheski would be mentioned so early on. <laughs> or a football-based situation. You can't yeah. imagine any team talk starting with, right, Paul Koncheski. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't happen. First name on the sheet. Yeah. <laughs> He's a danger man. Right, left back today. Um, yeah, so of course he's a fullback, and he's currently on loan uh, from Leicester to QP. He's opened a pie and mash shop in Essex. Of course he has. That's so lovely. good. In Brentwood. Yeah. I've got, I've got some prices for you if you want. Oh, glass of milk, 90p. Yeah. Not too bad. Capri Sun, 70p. Still not too bad for, yeah, for yeah, the London fine. areas. A couple of Capri Suns. How about this? How about this? From tomorrow, pensioners, pie and mash, three quid. You can't beat is that it, kind of value. That is good. But is it cannot... made of pensioners? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Do you think... That's a, that needs clarification, doesn't uh, it? It does look very nice. It's got that, um... Is it liquor they put on it? Yeah, yeah that's, that's right. right. Parsley it's, I mean, very, sauce. Uh, Beautiful. Very cockney, isn't it? Is it mm. going to be that thing where, you know, like Chris Moyles, uh, the radio DJ here in England, uh, where he <laughs> was technically, for tax purposes, his first uh, job was um, used car dealer. Oh, right. oh my uh, God. And second yeah, job was radio presenter. First job, I'll run a calf. Second job, left back for uh, QPR. What is, what is that? The um, uh, What's the name of it? Conscious Calf? Conscious Calf. Yeah. Sounds a little bit like Pontius Pilate for, <laughs> for me. Pete, I, I think there's going to be a lot of Wash your hands northern, when you go in. northern listeners um, saying that you've massively sold out, saying that you're happy with those prices, because up north <laughs> that's going to be expensive. <laughs> no, right? I think £3. £3 fair. for a pensioner's uh, pie. Pie pie. I mean, it depends yeah. how big the pie is. It it's... depends on how expensive the tea and coffee is, if you want a cup mm. of tea with it. And the quality. I, I'm not, I'm not having a cup of tea with a meal. I'll have a cup of tea after. Up a meal. north, you do that though. It's yeah, weird. Fair enough. Fair enough. There we are. What Should about you? breakfast? 
Yeah, mm, no, I tend to have a cup of tea after my breakfast. I don't have it with a meal. Okay, fair well, a lot, lot of people do have with breakfast. I'll have a fruit juice with a breakfast, if, I, if anything. Would <laughs> <laughs> you? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Fruit well, juice. Well, uh, if, um, if you could open uh, a cafe with a player, who would it be, Jim? Or someone from the world of football. Someone from the world of football. Um, I'm going to go for someone who was a player and was then very quickly someone from the world of football, and that <laughs> is Lee Sharp. Because um, as older listeners um, will remember, or long-term listeners will remember, long-term makes you sound terminal, so <laughs> sorry about that. Um, <laughs> long-suffering. Yeah, long-suffering listeners, that's, that's the one. Yeah, that's yeah. the nail on the head. Uh, anyway, you'll remember that Lee Sharp um, used to have a fan club when he was at Manchester United, and um, he would invite the fan club to his house and do them a barbecue which is a wonderful thing that More we're unlikely to times. see that you know mm-hmm. the, the likes of again and i imagine if you if you ran a cafe with with lee sharp it would be like one of those cafes you get them in london i imagine you get them in other cities as well where um you know you walk past them at night and there are loads of men just drinking in there because mm. they have lock-ins in the cafe and you can't go oh, in, yeah, yeah. but it looks really fun and you're slightly jealous I'm thinking a lot of lock-ins. It's like a kind of with like Lee a, Sharp's barbecue cafe. It's, like a, right. it's like a Finsbury Park in North London, um, like the the Turkish social clubs they have. It's half yes. cafe, yeah, and, and nobody drinks alcohol. They're just drinking coffee and but tea uh, and yeah. stuff. Yeah, until, until about after six, though. Yeah. And in, in which case, sometimes the doors close, music goes on, and they do become like a cafe. I'm, mm. I'm thinking it'd be members only for Lee Sharp and Jim's barbecue cafe. But presu- <laughs> presumably, um, in the, the Turkish places and the other Middle Eastern places. Mm. Uh, when you know things get going, they get the shisha out, or as they say, the hubbly bubbly. Yeah. Mm. So the cry of hubbly bubbly. Whereas if it's a lock in, what you're saying, does it, is it the cry of lovely jubbly? Well, indeed. Yeah. But mm. what I was going to say um, is that Lee Sharp and Jim's um, barbecue cafe would be. <laughs> Why are you not using your surname in this? Because everyone knows who I am. Because he's hubbly. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it might suggest um, a soup uh, tie in. Well, exactly. Camel I want to avoid that. Yeah. I don't want to get sued yeah, by yeah, them yeah. again. Yeah. Um, Souped. <laughs> Um, yeah, so it would be members only, but to get a membership, you just have to walk through the door. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Very welcoming establishment. And you feel, you feel good about that, wouldn't you? Yeah, so exactly. would the lock-in happen after midday? It depends on Lee, so, yeah. Yeah, okay, fair enough. Time he gets up. Nice one, Luke. Um, I've, I'm caught between two stalls here, really, because um, <laughs> I've, got a fir- I've got a more um, <clears throat> wider point to make about cafes in a minute. Which, uh, <laughs> oh, good. Stay tuned for that. To. We don't need any society. We, we've already had two here. sackings and two uh, but you guys and loads re- of international football to get through, so don't worry about it. you ready for your question, are you? <laughs> yeah? I'm not ready yeah. for yours. Uh, you've got something left in the bank after all this chat. <laughs> um, oh, he does. Well, I used to live in Halsley in north-west London, and there was a, quite a big Brazilian community there. Oh, yeah. And because of the time difference, they used to be open to all hours uh, watching... No, that's um, just what they do. Brazilian, no, watching the Brazilian games on the, on oh, the, uh, right, okay. on the, on, on the league games. They're on not the permanently jet lagged. And, and if it was a big game, it'd be the weirdest thing, because they would show a game clearly, which would clearly be in the afternoon in Brazil, but it would mm. be fairly late night in the mm. UK, and... Um, They'd have like everything else would be closed because it's Halston. It's a bit of a ghost town part of London. But then this this cafe would be open and everyone would be spilling out onto the streets and there'd be a bit of a party going on. It was actually quite good. Yeah. So I'm tempted to say like an old Brazilian like, retired player and I'll open like a Brazilian cafe with them. But I think that um, what I will go for is um, do you know that obviously you guys have seen and other people may not have seen, but just to bring them up to speed, there's that cereal cafe in East London, mm, and it's mm. been held up as sort of a, a sort of bastion of gentrification in, in yeah. a poor part of town. Yeah. And someone and then, wrote scum on their window. Yeah, they've got, they've got too a, far. I think they've got quite a lot of unfair criticism mm. other than the fact yeah. they just seem to be. You know, well, it's because they, you know. Bowls of cereal. Yeah. It's weird when you, I've been in there once. You go in and you, normally you look around a restaurant and you see people eating proper food. When yeah. you look around mm. and people are eating breakfast cereal. So, so what I think I need to do is, and it's sort of a similar one to gyms, I suppose, is we need to wrestle <laughs> cafes back for 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 the everyday person, for the normal person. So I think I'll go for the most one of the most normal footballers I can ever think of. Yeah. Uh, my, old, my old pal Clint Hill. Oh, <laughs> no. And we'd open a cafe together, just just serving up bacon and eggs. Is it, bacon are actually, sandwich. Are you trying to suggest this to him through if the football you're listening, Clint. <laughs> You've literally Get got his touch. email address. Clint, Clint Hill has stopped listening. Get in touch. <laughs> I'll, just, I'll keep saying it, Jim. Get in touch. Will Clint Hill man the till? He will. It'll be Clint's till. <laughs> Don't Clint's till. Clint's till. <laughs> you dill. And you know yeah. what he'll cut the food on? Go on Clint's okay. grill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Clint's grill. Uh, uh, for the benefit of the listeners, Luke actually slapped both arms of his chair and span back in it yeah. that he was so happy with that. Clint's fair grill. Enough. How will we prepare, prepare the falawa? <laughs> oh, God. Dear, oh, dear. Pete, what have you conjured up? Uh, Sam. Sam Allardyce. What's in that tea urn? Guess. Guess what's in the tea urn. <laughs> it's, gravy. it's gravy. It's gravy. It's gravy. <laughs> Everything's gravy. Everything oh. that can hold uh, uh, any kind of liquid is gravy. <laughs> The irony of this being a dig at our own general laziness 
when you've literally just come up with this is astounding. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I knew how much a cup of milk was, though, it's in uh, Konchesky's calf. You put your efforts into the wrong part of the question. Research. It's research, not me-search, Jim. I if anything bad was going to happen to Clint, I mean, he'd leave all the things to Clint in Clint's will. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's the end of that. Uh, that's all from me. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'll carry okay. on. Hmm. Where would you open it? Possibly a Welsh town? <laughs> Clint's real. <laughs> <laughs> oh, carry on. Uh, Marcus, you're literally the host. G- get it moving. Sorry, can I... What can, to do. I'm, I'm enjoying this. I'm finished. I'm finished. Can I pay uh, Clint's bill now? Oh, good, yeah. <laughs> right, can I'm going Clint's bill. Clint Hill's grill, please. <laughs> Clint Hill's grill bill. Oh. Explain that to your accountant. Yeah. Well, that's a bill for Clint Hill's grills. <laughs> Seriously, if you are listening, Clint, do get in touch. That's right. <laughs> and also, Lee Sharp, if you're listening, get in touch. <laughs> yeah. I would go on the, the, the Brazilian route like Luke. I'd get Cafu and it would be Cafu's Cafe. Yeah, yeah we could all move on. Lovely. Yeah. Okay, nice. we are now pushed for time. <laughs> <laughs> um, Worth it. Luke's got the points. Clint Hill's got the points. Yeah, yeah. indeed he yeah. does. Uh, European Championships <laughs> qualification and stuff like that happened. Um, in Group B, the Welsh are through. Oh, Gareth Bale said it was the best loss he's ever been involved with. This Absolutely. show will always embrace the international break. You're damn Absolutely. right. It's not a break. No. This is, this is <laughs> yeah. it builds up to this. If anything, we're ramping it up. Yeah. <laughs> What, what a weird set of circumstances that was, though. Yeah, yeah. you should yeah. have to feel completely miserable. Like, lots of people were shouting in their tellies at, at Coleman, yeah. going, you, you, you threw! Well, you didn't know! Yeah, you didn't know! Right. And here yeah. come the Klinsman dives. <laughs> yeah. uh, but you're right, Luke, about the international break. Surely, when we're playing, or they're playing, league football, that's the international break. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The first uh, major tournament for the first time since 1958, of course. Um, the fact that Israel lost to Cyprus ended Wales' automatic qualification. Automatic yeah, it was qualification. Just, it was just qualification that was going to be. It's just been brought forward because they were playing at home to Andorra in the yeah. last game and they only needed a point, so that's right. I mean, it's fine. That's but, right. But um, it was, it's a shame in a way because that's not how they would have wanted to qualify, but notwithstanding the fact they haven't qualified for like over whatever mm. it is, 50 years, 60 years, whatever. Yeah. So, They'll probably take it. <laughs> they will take it, but that. Interestingly enough, um, that, that's that's the first two goals they've conceded from open play in the yeah. entire qualification process. Yeah, it looks like the amazing. pressure did get to them a little bit, but they've been so good well, up Bos- to then, it was fine. It's a tricky trip to Bosnia-Herzegovina. Yeah. I know that's I know Bosnia have been uh, not very good, especially having you know, qualified for the Yeah, Greeks but the pressure's on them now, and they are a good team, and yeah, they've stepped up. but Bosnia beating Wales 2-0 in Bosnia is... It's no real surprise, result. is it? Yeah, exactly. And they and actually they've really underperformed. You know, they they could beat bigger sides than, than Wales at home. Well they've got to go to Cyprus and win, or I think they've got they've got to win actually to make sure they qualify for the playoff ahead of Cyprus ahead of Israel, haven't they? Yeah, of course. Well at the time of recording, I mean England haven't actually even kicked off as well, just to give you some uh, kind of um time limit that we're working with. Uh, so yeah, Cyprus, um Bosnia and uh, Israel still have you know to battle Cyprus in the mix Cyprus can get into the playoffs they can if they win they can get into the playoffs yeah, yeah. Providing the result, other result goes their way, so it's, it's all to play for in that group, really. Yeah. What's Clint Hill's favourite Cyprus? <laughs> Cyprus-related rap group. <laughs> I mean, it's I just was... his name again. Yeah. Doesn't really work, so. I thought, well, can yeah. we move on? No, no. no we got there. Uh, yes, in, indubitably, Belgium are top of the group. Um, they've they've clawed it back. Do you know what was quite nice actually when Belgium qualified? They uh, were away, and all their players kind of sat down in front of the away support and one of them had a megaphone and they were all kind of singing back and forth to each other and it was a great party. I, was, yeah. I thought, I'd never see the day. Oh, it seems like, yeah. it, 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 when you compare it to like the, the Netherlands squad, which yeah. is like, oh. they're fairly culturally very similar, obviously yeah. very close uh, geographically as well. And the Netherlands squad, ever since I remember watching football, the Netherlands squad always seems to have their problems. Yeah. I've often looked at the Belgian squad and thought, they look like they get on really well. well nice, nice club. So so they've, they've grown together as a group of players, True, aren't yeah. they? They're all very similar ages. So so maybe they don't have that legacy of like the Ajax teams of, uh, of back in the day and the, yeah. they, they haven't had that kind of league legacy, so yeah. to speak. Well, that's very true, but also it was a very um uh it was it was a huge effort from i think it may have been the belgium fa and some of the supporters groups because a lot of people in belgium didn't watch their own national side some of them went to france the the, the french speakers and then mm. the others went to go uh, to the netherlands you know there was a bit it was a bit of a funny one there was you know in footballing terms there was a slight identity crisis well, they made. were in the wilderness for a long time they were but they did host the euros in 2000 but they again went out in the first round but they 
made a real effort to try and bring the fans together right. and actually support the team. Um, I think the BBC covered this a few years ago, and now you look at the fans and the players and you think, it can be done, that, that kind of thing. You know, and It was fantastic to see. Mm. And they're obviously, I mean, it helps that they've got a real great crop of players mm. that could actually do something at a tournament. And it's funny how we were all so disappointed with them, and, and they would have been disappointed themselves at the last World Cup. Still got the quarter-final. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, well, I wouldn't do for a quarter-final. But the feeling is, with, with all due respect to the current management setup. If they had, if they got someone like I don't know, um, Carlo Ancelotti in to manage them, I, mean, I, know, I know it's difficult to move from club to country management, but someone of that quality and of that experience, mm. with the players they've got, um, they would they would still be doing a lot better than they're doing at the moment. I know they're mm. qualifying for tournaments, and as you said, they got to the quarter final. They were disappointing in that quarter final, though. It was a, it was a well, dull they, game. Yeah. Disappointing for most they were of the they were dull across it, weren't they? Mm. Across the last World Cup, but it's worth remembering, and this is a point that will stand. Apart for from it. that period of extra time against the USA, <laughs> yeah, which was yeah. amazing, like probably the best period of football in the whole thing, yeah. apart from Germany's you know demolition of Brazil. But yeah, um, <laughs> yeah um, so yeah, I think, I think it's generally worth remembering that qualification uh, form pretty much goes out the window. In every tournament, every single time. I know Spain won every game before Euro, uh, Euro 2012 in qualifying yeah, and they went right. on to win. But even teams that have won every game, which England are looking at doing at the moment, it's not really meant much. They've often like disappointed, in fact. Spain didn't win every game in Euro 2012, did they? Because they lost to Switzerland no, they lost in the group. Switzerland won there in the first game, yeah. maybe. Very strange. Oh, um, um, no, that was was that not World Cup? I was at the World Cup. Okay, yeah, you're probably right. Yeah, yeah. I, I remember Dirty Ock for Switzerland almost scoring the greatest World Cup ever. He went around the whole Spain team. He was oh, the best team yeah. in the world. He hit the post. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was gutted, absolutely gutted. Uh, but uh, I mean, the phenomenal achievement that the Welsh side have uh, achieved. Yeah. If you we're staying within the home nations, actually. Northern Ireland as well. In mm, fact, it's an yeah. even better achievement, you could say. Well, yeah. I mean, Not that you need to compare them, of course, because Wales do have a good crop of players. Well, they've got there. Gareth Bale, they've got, they've got Aaron Ramsey, they've got players like, like Joe Williams, Allen and Ashley Williams. Yeah. And yeah, but like, I mean, Nor- Northern Ireland's main man is Kyle Lafferty, who's not getting in the side for Norwich. Yeah. And mm. he's still absolutely doing the business. It's, it is such a huge achievement. Yeah. I, I, do, I do think, you know, it's, it's, it's absolutely churlish to, to, to talk about this because they've just qualified and they deserve all the credit in the world for doing it. The first pot five side to ever qualify. Uh, it's their first European no, no, championship. To, to, to win the group. Um, to win the group, sorry. Um, yeah. But, they are. They have been. They have been beneficial. They've, sorry, they've benefited from a, a group where you've got a couple of teams who aren't really in the right cycle, mm. and you've got a team like Greece who've just capitulated. Mm. I mean, Greece probably would have been the seeds in that group, wouldn't they? And they've absolutely piled in. They well, just, Gr- Greece are the ultimate tournament side. They're terrible in qualifying usually, aren't they? Yeah. They, they've well this time round they've won one game. Mm. And, that, and that was four three. They beat Hungary, I think, when, yeah. it was, when it was already done and dusted. I mean, they've lost twice to the Faroe. That's the first goals they've scored at home, and they've got the Faroe ones in their group. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. but you can't take away anything from Northern no, Ireland. Uh, the reason I mean, is football's about the here and now, isn't it? It, yeah, it is, and also as well, you, you know, if, if one can say, you know, if it was England, for example, you said, well, Romania is always a tricky place to go, and it is, no matter what generation they've got, it is. You know, even Hungary these days, no, no, no away match. Apart from maybe you know your San Marino and and, and Gibraltar or something is is oh yeah and, and hungry and hungry are the I think they're the best third place team as things stand they as well are. yeah so yeah fair so, enough but but you've got to remember this is Northern Ireland a country with a population of just over one million mm. and in uh, they'd only won three com- away competitive matches in thirteen years they won three away matches in this campaign alone mm. you know and as you said earlier Luke just to reinforce the point they're the first fifth seeds to win a European Championship qualifying group. I think that may be matched, actually, if Iceland win their group, perhaps. Okay, I'm right. not sure, but Northern Ireland are the first ones, definitely. Mm. Uh, when the group... Iceland have all, all, all almost got a, a bigger kind of legacy than uh, than Northern Ireland, really. Yeah. I mean, Iceland have always overachieved for what, yeah. for what they are. I know, and, and, and another... So, I mean, they've only got about 320,000 people mm. there, something like that. But it's a bit, phenomenal achievements. And Michael O'Neill said before the campaign began right we're going for third place here and if we can get 14 points well that should be enough mm. yeah. and the way they, they started they just built up, just built up momentum they won they? six in their, their six of their ten games the great which, thing is, about, which is super the great thing about the, um, the expansion of this tournament I mean a lot of people have got a lot of problems with it and I, I, I sympathise with that because the 16 game form, sorry 16 team format meant there was no such thing as a dead rubber you'd have mm. the cream of the crop and because European football is such a powerhouse in the world mm-hmm. all the teams that qualify tended to be good and, they, and so all the games would be great yep. and you'd, you'd often go away from a European championships thinking <clears throat> excuse me that the quality of football is better than the World Cup yeah. but now they've expanded to 24 the mm. good thing about that is not only is it given smaller teams a chance to qualify but it's also let them 
believe they can qualify. Absolutely. And it's also made them believe that there's a chance they can do something. And they've they've really taken it on board and, and really embraced it. And, and it's almost like a lot of it. To me, it feels like a lot of those Northern Irish players, this has been the priority rather than their club football. Yeah, yeah. And that's the first time that's happened for a very long time in football. Absolutely. Right. I mean, but it's that euphoria, you think, is going to carry them into the tournament. Oh, they'll be England in the group, nothing to, They'll be England in the group. <laughs> I mean, Iceland, Wales, Northern Ireland, potentially Cyprus. I mean, they're going to be so delighted to be there. You, I keep seeing Welsh fans on social media that are so happy. There's um, an XFM presenter and comedian called Ellis James who um, he, he just posted something the other day that said, oh my God, there's going to be Welsh panini stickers. <laughs> just all, they're, they're all just getting so excited. It's so brilliant to see. We'll get Northern Ireland Wales in our group and we'll get another, and we'll get a good team, a better team, mm. and we'll, we'll need to beat North Ireland the last game, and we'll either get beaten one 0 or England is, and we'll or we'll draw 0 nil. Great. Well, uh, we'll we talk about we'll talk about Ireland, uh, Scotland, and England after this. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot; we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. He's a proper ratty bastard. Making all the mistakes. Getting one of them. Popolo bricks. Absolutely. Indeed. Uh, it's a group D. Group death. Um, <laughs> oh, has that been decided already? Yeah. Well, this was, wasn't it? Well, no, but are they going to fill it in in advance, like a wall chart with group of death? No, he's talking about the qualifying no, no, group. I know, yeah. But, right. you know, um, well, <laughs> with, with hindsight, not, uh, you know, in, in the future, because it's already been done and dusted. Poland beat Ireland 2 1, the Irish go into the playoffs. Mm. Kind of a shame for Ireland after taking four points off Germany. Yeah. And then, uh, I mean, the playoffs is still a great achievement. I mean, many people They say, do that every time, though, Marcus, to be fair. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> they've been through qualifying so many times, and they've qualified like three times out of 13 or something. Oh, that's right. Isn't it? like, it's, not, it's not a high number. They're, mm. not, they're not gifted when it comes to uh, putting those to bed. Yeah, on, it, Henri Handball uh, excluded. Mm, yeah, that, well, yeah, it wasn't their fault, really. But they were there in the last Euros, and I think it, the, the, the previous tournament, that was 2002. So... It, it, it is. A, I mean, even for Ireland. I mean, we grew up. You know, remembering football in the nineties when Ireland were always there, really, mm. for for a while at yeah. the tournament, especially in the early mid nineties. So it it seems that. I mean, it was it was difficult, wasn't it, for Scotland and Ireland? They were realistically going for third place at the mm. start, and then suddenly yeah. the group was blown wide open when people expected Germany to just steamroll everybody, and then they didn't. I mean, Poland nearly won the group for crying out loud. Germany sort of coughed and spluttered their way. But Germany lost to Poland away, and. Um... And of course, they lost to Ireland as well. Yeah, and yeah. they and they and they drew with the Irish at home. You know, the Germany have not mm. looked convincing as well. No. But regrettably, as you said earlier, Jim, teams don't take their form from the qualifying. Well, they know what doing. It's not only that; it's the fact that teams sometimes are geared up much more efficiently to peak at tournaments. So England always peak in qualifying. Mm. That England's England's have got the wrong, England have got the wrong way around for some reason. Despite um, 
like injuries and stuff like that, England always peak in the qualification process. Now, clearly, that's because it's easier to do so. But Germany, for example, I mean, they don't care. They're just they're scraped over the line. They'll go through and, and they'll be seeded and all that other stuff, and they'll peak at the tournament. They always do. It's, it's a mentality thing. Do you know that urban legend about the person who had um, who had a snake in a tank in, in their bedroom, and then the snake would crawl out of the tank? at night oh, and lie, and, next, and lie to next to them and it turned out to be in that urban legend because the snake was starving itself and it then went on to eat its owner that's what Germany have been doing who's the yeah. owner? Um, whoever, whoever gets in their way yeah Yogi Love it's, yeah. The, it's the tank you wear for <laughs> so Germany are going to eat their coach eat their coach yeah okay. I've not thought it through <laughs> Where does Paul the octopus come in? I <laughs> mean, <laughs> an interesting shape, wouldn't it? An octopus inside a big snake. Sorry, is German Germany's success because they're ritually sacrificing their coaches? Well, well you tell me. I, I mean, we are asking the big questions on the football round. research needed. Hungry, yeah. hungry snake oz. Uh, Lewandowski scored 13 goals in qualification. That header, that, that header was disgusting. Yeah. Oh, like almost bionic. How does he have <laughs> so much power? He's equal David Healy's record. He's the best. It's funny. I was, I was literally about to say Lewandowski is currently the world's best striker, um, and you filled the gaps in forming because he's taken that that uh, role from David Healy. Yeah, <laughs> indeed, he has taken the mantle. Yeah. yeah. Well, the Irish uh, are, are going to be in the playoffs at the expense of Scotland. It's a shame for Scotland, but many people that that away result against Georgia was the one really. Oh, that was, mm. that was huge. They, they played against Georgia. They, it was a really hot afternoon. They looked so leggy. They looked completely different to how they'd looked in the two or three games previous to that. And they just limped to a defeat. It's such a shame for and, them because obviously all the other home nations are going and also obviously the Republic of Ireland. But Scotland, if they were in another group, they would have probably done it because mm. it's such a tough group. They played some decent football. And actually... I've got a few good results here and there and some good performances away to Germany in particular where they ended up getting nothing. Such a shame for them that they, they were in that group. They did seem to lose belief, didn't they? But if, if they, A lot if, of the other home nations didn't do that. Even if they beat Georgia, they would still be three points behind the Republic of Ireland hmm. and they would have a very inferior goal difference. Their head-to-head record would be better because they beat them 1-0 in Scotland and drew one all in Ireland. But, well, that was the point, though. When they, yeah. drew, that when they took four points off the Irish, you thought, ah... That's, that was important. Yeah, yeah, will, exactly. will go on. Yeah. Obviously, they didn't. But the, but the Irish, I mean, they're going into the playoffs. They could get Slovenia or Estonia. Um, mm-hmm. Again, at the time of recording, we don't know which one. You know, you could get Cyprus, but then you could get the Netherlands or Sweden mm. well, they or tend, Croatia they, they, or Denmark. They've got a couple of suspensions, though, haven't they? they yeah, they got yeah. John O'Shea is a big yeah. one. Losing your captain. Mm. Yeah, that, they got. Uh, he, he was sent off late on, wasn't he? Yeah. But um, the thing that was annoying last time in the Euros, I think this is why they drew France and the controversy happened. Was they, they decided last minute to seed the playoffs, which I don't think they should do. I, I, I think that's a. I think that's a step too far. Really, mm. they should just do a whole lot, pull it out at random, but. Um, it, so it remains to be seen whether the seeding thing will play a part. It kind of defeats the point of having the playoff, yeah. doesn't it? Mm. But and, and the seeding for the groups themselves in the tournament is based on the coefficient of the country. So even though Northern Ireland have absolutely smashed it, they're still going to be probably a pot four team and going to yeah. get a really tough group. It's very true. Uh, in Group E, Group England, yeah, eh? another side was put to. Has that already the been sword? decided? There's Sorry, <laughs> I'm losing my mind. <laughs> England two, Estonia nil. Nil, nil Poir for the foreigners again at Wembley. Estonia yeah. are a joke. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's San Marino got pumped by Switzerland yeah. again. San Marino. Some of these teams are terrible. <laughs> um, well, yeah, at the time recording, England oh, played away. Bestonia, in, worst Estonia. In Lithuania. I, uh, um, I had to look at everything through like a, an England shaped prism. Yes. Which would be, I don't know, uh, diamond shape or something. It'd have a know. St George's flag on it. It would be yeah. yeah, you wouldn't be able to see through it. But like do you not think like all the <laughs> or, like a few of the home nations uh, qualifying sort of takes the pressure off a little bit, England? We're not all gonna be pulling in one direction and doesn't going, it uh, doesn't it put more pressure on us to, to do better than all of them? Well, listen, yeah. think of it this way, Pete. We find a way of disgracing ourselves every summer. Yeah. This, yeah. I'm sure we'll find it. Next summer, we're going to disgrace ourselves against a fierce rival. Yeah. We're just yeah. going to make it against even worse. Neighbors. And the yeah. England rugby team have made it hard for us because they have absolutely <laughs> footballed the Rugby World Cup. We've got to embarrass that now. The cricket team did the same. <laughs> they embarrassed themselves. At least the cricket team won the Ashes. Though. Yeah, true. Uh, not, I'm talking about um, a World yeah, Tour. Yeah, yeah, well, it, it's becoming a tradition. <laughs> England have qualified very, very well this time round. I think oh, yeah. if they beat Lithuania tonight, they're going to be only the third team to go 10 from 10. In the Euros, qualifying. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but- That's all you can ask for, but then you just get the tournament and go just 
fart ourselves to death is terrible. <laughs> well, as we've said before, though, I mean, generally, the, when England come up against problems, it's when they're, they're on the back foot. We're fine if we're the better team on mm. paper. The we seem to handle team. that. Yeah, have you seen exactly. But then we, seen, don't seem, um, we don't seem to ever go for it, though. That's the problem. We sort of sit back and sit back, and then, oh, we've gone 1-0 yeah. down. Let's just go home now. Have you, seen, we... have you seen what teams England are playing in friendlies? Indeed, they're really tough teams, aren't they? Is it the France, Netherlands, Spain and Germany, isn't it? Uh, yeah, but, they, okay, they I think would try to look in there, too. But... Yeah, well, they might not qualify, Jim. So. Yeah, yeah. But even then, we'll probably play on the back foot deliberately against them and be really timid and see if we can nick a result. But that's what Hodgson did against Belgium, I think it was, ahead of Euro uh, 2012, I think, when Hodgson came in and England won 1-0 for a a lovely dinked effort from Danny Welbeck. And Hodgson tried to do that because he came in last minute and thought, right, blimey, what are we going to do? Okay, two banks of four and play quite conservatively, which was enough to... Actually, they were undefeated in that tournament, according to... How FIFA do the rankings and all, obviously the penalty shootout loss, but mm. uh, it was an uninspiring. He came in late doors, didn't he? Yeah, he was. He, yeah, I mean, the, he, thing, the thing that frustrates about England is that you, t- you take the one um, sort of hallmark result from that group that England England have, have a group in, with Switzerland, who on paper are a good team. Yep. We talked about we talked about them before, and then they've got they've got quality and they've got good players. Um, but England choose like the, the the date, which is the furthest away from like an international tournament yeah. to record like a really good result, and that's basically in September of mm. last year. They went to Switzerland and played really well and beat Switzerland two 0 in their own backyard. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's so long ago now; it's almost been forgotten about. And ever since then, they've had, I mean, you'd expect them to beat um, Switzerland at home, which they, of course they did. And then every other game, it almost just feels a bit like a dead rubber because <laughs> no one is, none of them are any good. Yeah, of course. But beating Switzerland at home, I mean, again, if that if that's what we're trying to to point to to say, come on, it's not all that bad, I understand. But Switzerland needed points to qualify, so Switzerland went into that game very much up for it and and Mm. wanting to win, and England just completely nullified them. But I I, I think Hodgson really has had a lot of time in this qualifying campaign to find out who his best team is, his formation. He seems to have, like so many other England managers since Hoddle, uh, haven't done is get a midfield three. He's got to find the right combination. That's going to be who would who would be his number one first choice midfield three. All all things being equal, because he had a lot of injuries. Yeah, all things being equal. Well, I would summer. I would expect Carrick to be in there. I think he's you the think? only he's the only English player that can dictate or or at least have a go at dictating the pace of the game. Mm. And also, when England go forward, he sometimes just drops just not between the centre backs, but just what Carrick and then a couple of shuttlers. You think? Possibly. I mean, what I would personally like to see was Carrick, a couple of uh, shuttlers, as you say, or, or bring in a little bit more industry like Henderson and Delph or Henderson and Milne or something like that, have Rooney. But Rooney to drop like a false nine and come to get the ball from the midfield because Rooney running at goals is, is what I personally like to see with his back to goal, not so much. And then maybe Walcott and Sterling on the wings, but cutting in, really directing at goal, especially Walcott because he's great yeah. at that. And actually Rooney getting the ball slipping in between the full backs. Hodgson seemed to sort of, um, ahead of the Estonia game he was asked about Walcott not playing through the middle and, and Hodgson seemed to sort of dismiss the question he sort of said oh well I'm playing, three, I'm playing three forwards and yeah. I expect Walcott to play as a forward and and in a way that, that does tell a little bit a bit of a story that he wants those front three to be dynamic and he Dovetailing. wants them to pop up but it did work for Walcott because yeah. he obviously well, the, scored yeah. I think great that, finish as well hmm. worth pointing out oh, and the Barclays ball was fantastic well I think it could well be Carrick Henderson and Barkley yeah, I mean, Barkley is just he's making himself undroppable he plays so dynamic, well dynamic, the only thing I would say in, in, in opposition to that mm-hmm. Is that James Milne has created the most chances of any England player in the qualifying yeah, process? And, and, and Barkley, the, the criticism of him, of course, is he gives the ball away so much mm. because he because he takes risks, and, mm. and you yeah. want the player to take risks. Um, but if it's not working for him, just take him off. You know, yeah, he's, yeah. Not, he's, not, he's not a captain. Or, inter- or introduce him late on. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. yeah. yeah. I and mean, he's having a good Shelby, season. I mean, he can Shelby, identify that. Shelby, 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 Shelby. Shelby. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he could play John Joe Shelby. <laughs> uh, but uh, I said, any far, that's exactly the sort of footballer we should be building uh, yeah. a team around. Yeah, well, there we go. A well, giant penis. <laughs> It's not it a giant look like penis a, in a shirt. <laughs> he's not like a penis. He's got a, he's got a disability. He's not be horrible. His head looks like a helmet. I don't think Alan Peake is a disability, is it? <laughs> it is if you really like hair. Yeah. <laughs> but I, th- I think Shelby could play second fiddle to Carrick. If that's the case, but then of course you, bring, you could bring in Wilshire into the mix. But then yes, if he's fit, if he's fit. But, but I, I, I mean, look, I don't, I don't want to um, tread on anyone's toes in terms of um, not Wilshire. You certain, break them <laughs> in terms of Jim being an Arsenal fan. But I don't think Wilshire's a serious consideration at this point. Yeah, but I think I think he'll go for that front three because I think actually that is England's strength, the front line. Even though England find it very hard to break teams down, but England need to play on the back foot and play well because actually mm. you look at England's back 
four. He'll go for Smalling and Cahill uh, as centre backs, unless Stones suddenly. Uh, has a wonderful season, I, that's which, what he, is having, that's which he is having. Which he is having possibility. I would expect Cahill and and, and Smalling. Uh, so they're not the quickest. I mean, Smalling doesn't lack pace, but he's not as quick as say Ferdinand. They got pace at fullback though. We mm. got pace at fullback. Yeah. Mm. So I think actually play a little bit of a deeper line and play. You know, if you've got Carrick in there and then maybe Henderson and actually hit teams on the break because what do you need on the break? Pace and England have pace up front. Yeah, they've got Walcott, Sterling, they've got um, Sturridge, Klein's fast, Sturridge yeah. can play. Play, 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 play to the yeah. strength of your league. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. people will expect it, but they can't, still can't deal with it. Mm. Yeah. And uh, bring on Andy Carroll. Bring on Andy <laughs> Carroll. There hey, we, we saw him score a lovely header in the Ukraine, so... You, you Let's you, talk about what that thing Big Sam said. Oh, this is wonderful. No, 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 no. Do you want to? Yeah, definitely. I thought we were going to leave that until the Sunderland chat. Okay. Yeah. Let's talk about right. Albania. Let's talk about Albania. Okay. They've qualified at Group I. A little bit of pre-promotion for the list, is there? <laughs> Big Sam. Big Sam coming, coming up, up on the football ramble. <laughs> <laughs> um, in Group I, Albania qualified for a major tournament for the first time in their history. Yeah. Well, wonderful scenes. as well. Wonderful scenes, Jim. They <laughs> loved what the coach said. I think he's um, an Italian chap. Mm. Well, he, he will um, definitely be Italian with a name like uh, Giannini. Um, DiBiase. Yeah. Well, Gianni DiBiase has been given a uh, an Albanian version of his name because now he's got a dual uh, citizenship. Ah. He's now uh, Gianni Abadzi. So, ah. That's quite nice, isn't it? Is that like against his will, though? <laughs> well, no, you're one fans, of us. The fans have sort of given it. He's got dual Italian and Albanian citizenship. This is why I think he's he's gone for this, simply because. So these are the teams he's managed in the last mm. 20 years. Bassano, Vicenza, Vestesi, Carpi, uh, Casenza, uh, Spal, Modena, Brescia, Torino, Levante, Torino again, Udinese. Albania. He's, <laughs> run, he's literally run out of clubs in Italy to manage, and he's All just, out, he's just got on a boat and yeah. went east. Yeah, yeah, that's right. He's that's done right. Torino twice by accident. I know, yeah. <laughs> I, d- I did have a little chuckle when I, because I don't know if you guys picked up on this, but there were a lot of sort of trendy football fans who, who were mouthing off for a couple of years about Armenia and how good Armenia was. Right, right. Bottom of their group. <laughs> no wins. Take that cereal cafe. And, and the group, and the group um, is obviously the same group that Albania, Albania qualified for. Uh, yeah. yeah, but that... Did Luke, see, didn't see yeah, him coming, yeah, did yeah, you? Yeah, but Luke, uh, that <laughs> depends on whether you think winning's actually important. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm English, I support Portsmouth, so generally, no. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, the, the, uh, the, the Albania head coach, the Italian-slash-Albanian chap said, few people believe we could have made it in the beginning, but we all made it. We all contributed to this achievement. The renewal of my contract is automatic. The figures need to change, though. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I've decided that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love the idea that we all made it. Like, yeah. you might have qualified by your substitute goalkeeper. Yeah. I mean, he's, we've, he's, all, he's, we've all made it, but the fullbacks. He's, clear, yeah. he's clearly <laughs> talking about a clause in his contract that says if he qualifies, yeah, he gets yeah. another contract. But, but the figures have to change. No, if it's in your contract, it's yeah. in your contract, yeah. man. Yeah. That's, right. that's absolutely right. I don't care whether you beat France. Well, would, get involved. Would, imagine that if he lost his job for being a bit chippy. They'd have <laughs> to get uh, you know, give him some credit. Troubleshoot they... the problem with Sven. Yeah, so <laughs> Good to see Sven on TV in that Wayne Rooney thing. Disagree. It's, be, um, <laughs> he shaved his head. Albania beat Serbia 3 0 away. That's what I wanted to say. Great result. Yeah, <laughs> bloody hell! Hang get on. that out. That was earlier on in the group. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I think you'll find that. It was, was. ages ago. Yeah, yeah it was. It was, it. It, was the, it was the hallmark result of the group. The reason why I know that was <laughs> because um, uh, the, the, the captain of um, Albania. But that was a given. That was a three 0 given because of the drones and all. That's what I'm saying. It oh, was I see. The, sorry, it was the, sorry. Um, it was the big uh, call off. Right, you're having three 0 for that. Yeah. Thank you very much. Um, and we'll take it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Because the captain of Albania, Lorik Kana, said. Yeah. Despite beating Ex- Son- Sunderland, I think mm. Lorik Cannon. I think you might be right yeah. there. Uh, Serbia beat Albania, and uh, this just didn't bother the Albanians. He said, despite beating us on Friday, Serbia will now watch us in France drinking beer in front of the TV. Sensitive, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> Hand- nice, yeah. it with kids' gloves. Can't see that no. being a problem. Was that the drone match? Somebody threw I think a drone. So, yeah. Not the, not the one that he's referencing. Yeah, no, uh, no, but it was back. a drone fixture. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, so Albania, they went through with Portugal at the expense of Denmark. Mm. Um, Serbia, a disastrous campaign. And yeah, they had a couple of players sent off in the Kolarov yeah. and Matic. Matic, yeah. Matic well. his form has very much carried over into the international the break. The yeah, elbow. just so it seems so frustrated. The new Alan Shearer, he was fine though. Don't worry, guys, he will be returned to Newcastle training for Good this weekend. Man. Thank goodness for that. Yeah, I was uh, worried. Tim Crow won't be. No, <laughs> no, he, he hurt himself on the fake pitch. He's, he's out. He's out. He's, he's out for the season. He's out for the season. Terrible on a fake pitch. And um, Portugal, they lost their first home match in qualifying to Albania, which, and, it, and I thought to myself, oh, here you go, Portugal. They love making yeah. our work of this. Then they won the next seven games. In a row, Turns yeah. out Albania are amazing. 
Mm. Fair enough, eh? Um, I think we're going to talk about South American World Cup qualification, mm. Confed Cup qualification and more after this. Well, Marcus, I think it was a nothing-nothing result. I'm Craig Brown, welcome to the Football Rumble. Argentina zero, Ecuador two. An incredible what? result in Buenos Aires, Jim. It was Ecuador's first World Cup qualifying win in Argentina. It's yeah. great because they're qualified for the World Cup already. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. I they're love getting that. down to it. And the games are always the same, aren't they? They always play in the yeah. same order. It's a league. It's always basically an, an international league. Yeah. <laughs> they know each other very well. I think that may have been Argentina's first home defeat in World Cup qualifying since 1993 when that Colombian side beat them 5 0. Like you break Messi, you Is break all true? of them. Do let me know. Um, well, the, the reason it's obviously a big result other than the obvious is because Ecuador generally um, enjoy a lot of their success in Quito, don't they, which is at altitude. They've gone altitude. away and um, they don't travel too well. But that was a funny old game because I think it was nil-nil with about eight or nine minutes left. And yeah. they, scored, they scored a goal off a, from a set-piece Ecuador. Mm-hmm. And Argentina were like, holy shit, and, and really pushed on. <laughs> Ecuador caught them on the break and scored again. Yeah, it was yeah. Um, ex-City like clogger... What's his name? Casado. Casado, yes. yeah. What's Casado? Yeah. Yeah, I, I remember actually Ecuador a number of years ago could have been qualifying for the 2006 World Cup when Ecuador were a whisker away from getting a one 0 win in Argentina and Argentina equalised in the dying seconds. But that result is is huge. Argentina's first home defeat since 2009. Mm. Aguero got injured. Now yeah. I know they were missing Messi, but. We know what a disgustingly yeah, still good got, like, front Di Maria line. and Higuain. And they've, they've got they've enough. got so many players that are, mm. that are <laughs> worthy of the name. I mean, I mean, it's a, it really is a seismic result because I mean, I don't know if Martino is under under pressure there, but he I mean, will be now. Yeah, of course, yeah, of course. Well, and rightly so because I mean, <clears throat> as you go as you guys said, it's like it's like a uh, it's like an almost like an international league, and they all and and the thing. They never have any reason to make excuses because they always play each other team in the same order. They'll always have that Peru game, which basically means they'll qualify because <laughs> they'll beat Peru at that exact same time every time, <laughs> and then they'll qualify. But this is a really big result for Ecuador. There was, I mean, Chile beat Brazil as well, by the they way. Did, but that's not such a... Well, it's a big result for Chile. It was their first win against Brazil in 15 matches and 15 years. But they're in great form and they have a... You know, a they're the a, South American champions. Side. They should have beaten them in the World Cup last year. Oh, they should have. They were so close. Well, yeah. they, obviously they won um, the Copa America. Uh, so they'll be going to the Confederations Cup. Yeah. So will Mexico. Uh, what a mm. what a game. They played the US, um, and that was qualification because the Gold Cup, um, or the CONCACAF Cup, sorry, yeah. is every two years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they play the, the previous two a, winners. Yeah, they've actually introduced a playoff for the winners of those two that are in between the Confederations Cup to see, and like a winner-takes-all thing, to see who goes to the 2017 yeah. Confed. Which like is that. amazing, but yeah, there's not cool. another game like that in international it's not, football. It's not really a tournament as Englishmen we have to worry about, is it, really? <laughs> <laughs> no. But it is the best... Sorry, you have to win something to get it. Nah, you're right. <laughs> yeah, it is, it is the best cup to win in world football because you have to win the World Cup to qualify for it. Mm. Yeah, it's undisputed, or, or another tournament. It's like the World Club Cup is better to win than the Champions League. Yeah, and as everyone knows and thinks, <laughs> it's like in Karate Kid Three when the guy has to win the tournament, but then only then does he get to fight Daniel Larusso. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a little add-on. The Confederations Cup is the DLC. Daniel is the Daniel Larusso of football. It's downloadable content when you yeah. buy a video game. This turns up three months later. Absolutely, <laughs> you got you got to spend eight quid on it. <laughs> but it does. It is genuinely um, a big advantage to be at the Confederations Cup. A lot of teams, in fact, the USA themselves have said like. Getting, getting a knowledge of the environment and the facilities that you're going to have when you're at the World Cup a year in advance is, is invaluable. And they were also in a final, weren't they, the USA, fairly recently? They, they got to a final. They, no, no, no. The USA that, got to the final of the Confederation yeah, Cup Yeah, no, recently. they pushed Brazil, didn't they? Oh, they, did, they sorry, beat Spain I, in the semi. I think yeah. you're talking about uh, the, the gold couples. No, USA got to the final of the Confederation Cup. I can't remember the date, but they beat... Yeah, it was in South Africa. I'm sure they beat Spain, and they, they were beaten by Brazil in the final. I'm sure that's the case. Yeah, I remember that was six years ago now. But it still happened. Do you think if the US, um, they go to Russia, do you think they'll be watching to see if... Um, Ed Snowden turns up to watch them. <laughs> Tear him back. I don't think the team will be. <laughs> you know, maybe the huge will amount be, of kit men will. Will he be releasing the tactics beforehand? Yeah. <laughs> Julian, <laughs> Julian Assange. His <laughs> bag man. Get them all, get them all there. Yeah. <laughs> But this week was definitely a tale of two Jurgens. He's gotten paid yes. a lot of money, and he's got to rehabilitate a very aging US squad. Uh, well, have they won one in five now, USA or something? They, yeah. they got they lost to Jamaica fairly recently mm. as well, and they've got like uh, yeah, an hundred eighteenth minute as well. 
Collaborate. Oh, yeah. Did you see? Did you see a, a celebration? Period. It was a great period of extra time. It was a brilliant. It was a brilliant win. The US yeah. loved that. The, the, the US have been involved in some time. absolute barnstorming matches. They need to win them. They need to turn those extra time wins. Listen, you guys know I like American things now, but I tell you what, USA bring the entertainment to international football. They bring a lot of entertainment to the dance like other international teams. Both Raz and Mataz and Pizzazz. Definitely, all of those things. Take a leaf out of their American book. And I love, I love a period of extra time that actually has more than one goal in it and that yeah. had three yeah. goals in it mm-hmm. <laughs> it, was, it was great but did you see um, Aguilar's celebration where he mm. just like he sort of threw himself into the advertising board boarding like sort of side first it's nice. very strange like a dead fish every, a lot like a dead fish actually mm. if a dead fish could somehow throw itself regarding yeah. the, the US team every new day brings another Landon Donovan quote he's either slagging off Jürgen Klinsmann mm. or he loves him he said yeah. great substitution from Jürgen Klinsmann I hate him I hate him I really hate him <laughs> maybe there's two Landon Donovans you never know <gasps> a l- a land based Donovan and a sea based Donovan. Land and Donovan. No, you'd have Land and Donovan and Land and Diggory Donovan. Just about got there, I think. I think the US's problem is that at the moment they're not picking Mix Discarude, and he has my favourite name in football. He has been he has been in the squad. He's he's been capped a number of times, I think, but he's not getting the nod at the moment. Can you specify Discarude? He's got your favourite name in for a footballer. Yeah. Surely Tokyo Sex Whale. <laughs> yeah, 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 well, he's and, not a footballer, is he? And mix no, it, mix I mean. Pat Alinen back in the day. Yeah, him. Was good. Ruben De La Red was good before he sadly had to retire. <laughs> I mean, Ruben De La Red is an excellent name. Yeah. <laughs> Alex, he just had one name. Yeah, yeah. and there's, there was a uh, Brazilian defender who played for Leon and Brazil uh, who was just called Chris. Yeah. <laughs> Chris oh, and Fred good. Chris and Fred were around Fred, yeah, there's yeah, a new nice. Fred isn't there there's yeah, another one yeah. I got myself a new Fred back to Fred's <laughs> I hope the, I hope like he handed the shirt over old Fred like Fred you have to bestow it upon someone because it is a nickname mate. it yeah. could work like that True. none of them are as good as former Dutch player Brian Penis of course yeah. no, uh, do you remember never. the Brazilian player Gum as well no <laughs> there was a no. player Gum G-U-M really yeah. old Gummy yeah. <laughs> Let's go to the Premier League because Liverpool, they unveiled Jurgen Klopp as their new manager. Mm. He's already been on the piss. He's been on the town with the Liverpudlians um, and he's already moved into Brendan Rodgers' old flat. That's a dig. Oh, yeah. What a dig. How's that way? It's like a caretaker in a school. Yeah. yeah. Do you reckon there's like... Just pictures of Roger still on the walls. Just the oh, place yeah. is a mess. Like he had that someone's big, clearly left in a hurry. He had that big. Was it a self-portrait of him? Yeah, above the fireplace. I, re- I reckon <laughs> he. I reckon what Brendan Rodgers would have done would have left a load of um, women's knickers in the bedroom <laughs> and then knocked on the door, knowing Jurgen Klopp was there, going, "Oh, sorry, I left a few bits and pieces in the house. <laughs> yeah. and really obviously picked them all up. Yeah, I get women all the time. And yeah. See you later. And, 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 and a second place <laughs> yeah. medal. Yeah, second from a couple middle, of seasons yeah. ago, or a little trophy he had knocked up himself. Well, one of the things Who I've knows? noticed is there are too many Jurgen Klopp lookalikes. I keep getting fooled by Jurgen Klopp lookalikes. I think a Jurgen Klopp on the internet with like viral stuff. Like, oh, here's yeah. Jurgen Klopp sightseeing around Liverpool. Here he is playing with his kids. None of them are him. Well, there, there was a um, there was a picture of him like by I think either paparazzi or somebody was having a pause uh, photograph with him. But in every photograph, um, his um, baseball cap was kind of um, obscured because I don't I don't know what Jurgen, Jurgen Klopp's. Um, you know, baseball cap said. Oh. It's just a really sexual swear that's word. A, that's an interesting way of not getting papped. Yeah, Would just it, write something did terrible. Did say first. Liverpool or something? No, it, no, it was it was a black baseball cap, and it just it, I don't know why they would have obscured the logo. Was it an Everton badge? <laughs> Maybe, yeah, I don't know. Floppy. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good appointment. It's, it's a great, it's incredible we, appointment. Have we seen such an exciting appointment since the days of Jose Mourinho? I think I'm he's delighted. going to have Probably a dreadful not. time. Yeah. He's another personality manager, like Brendan Rodgers. I think he's going to find it very difficult because, as we said before, he can't buy any players. He's very um, attack-minded and, and pressurising. And I think the Premier League is all about the counter-attack. And I think his defence is going to suffer as a result. But he's, you know, and out by November. Timmy Sherwood. Two thousand and seventeen. You tweeted. You tweeted that you weren't going to say anything more I've, about I've that. I've got no comments to make on Tim Sherwood. I love the fact. I'll, 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 I'll just repeat the facts. Yeah. Apparently, he's got two games to save his job. Okay. I've just, I've just, One of He's away to Chelsea, so he's in luck. Um, I love that, Pete. Everyone's been saying positive things. Isn't it a great appointment? You know, he likes uh, working with some of the youngsters. Liverpool got good youngsters. He turned up to watch the under-18s the other day, and uh, they were were absolutely buzzing, Mm. uh, apparently. Pictured with uh, Alex Inglethorpe, one of my former managers. Mm. I think he'll he'll have a lovely time, Pete. I really do. I I think think he's going to find the British press aggressive, and I know Jim said before that um, the German press are kind of similar, but... I think he's going to have a season's worth of grace and then they're going to 
really going with two feet. Not if he wins games. I yeah, think, I mean, I think, I think that, games, isn't that just the nature of being the Liverpool boss? Though? It's one of those mm. big, big jobs where you simply have to get results. And everyone in the media is an ex-Liverpool pro, like Luke said last week, you know. <laughs> I mean, to be honest, though, I mean, I know Brendan Rodgers took over at Liverpool when they're in a bit of a sorry state, but he got a lot of grace. I mean, I know he had that, that 2013-14 season where they did well and then was from the league. But either side of that, I mean, it wasn't mm. any great shakes. And he got, mm. lot, he got a lot of um, he got a lot of grace from the, from the owners. I don't think the owners are the types to be... Um, the thing about Liverpool, it's a club where the local press is very important. Yeah. So as long as he does his due diligence and, and works really well with them, I think he'll be okay. Do you I, not Liverpool's think, quite insular in that way. But you, you, you might not just judge Brendan Rodgers on his results, because actually he's made Daniel Sturridge a better player, he's made Philippe Coutinho a better player. And uh, okay, he's, he's, Sterling, fair, he made, Sterling he made a better player. You could say well, he doesn't play, but they got a whopping great big fee for him mm. because of that. So... Actually, Rogers has left a bit of something there for Klopp to. Well, he's left a lot for Klopp to work with, of mm. course, because he's just come in. Uh, but I, I think it's, I think it's a brilliant appointment, and I think the, I think the one thing that Klopp will perhaps struggle with is whether he goes for Benteke or Sturridge. He likes to play quite direct football, heavy metal football, as he as he said before. Benteke would suit that, but to leave a player like Sturridge out, he's going to have to convince Sturridge to play wider. Mm. Yeah, and no one's going to do or, that. Before. Or you know, even go four four two and have Sturridge in behind, which is in, unlikely, but probably the only other way you're going to get them in. Mm. And they, they, you know, it's two best forward options really. And uh, on Coutinho, I mean, he is a very good player, but he's he certainly could be more consistent, couldn't he? I mean, yeah. Rogers didn't manage Coutinho to fix is, that. Coutinho is one of, I mean, for periods, and I understand you're saying the consistency, but when he's on form, he's one of the best oh, yeah, players, best midfield forward midfield players in the league. You could say. Hmm. I mean, he, he really is a talent, inarguably. Yeah, um, but uh, the big news, of course, is that big, big Sam. Mm. It's only big news with big Sam. <laughs> He's gone to Sunderland. He's and already given it some big licks. But of course, we were finding out uh, recently that he nearly, so nearly, if it wasn't for a lack of technology in the FA headquarters. A DVI hyphen I pot. Yeah, that was he, the problem. He that. could have been England manager. Yeah. Who fancies it? Luke? <laughs> You do it. No, no, go on. Okay, I'll do it if you want. Yeah. All right, Big Sam, he <laughs> talked about potentially getting the England job. It's beautiful. And let me find it, fill the time for me. Yeah, but he if it's said, a, it is a good appointment for Sunderland. And if there's a man who's going to get I've, them out of this... this he said... Uh, he said um, oh, go on. Is it is Big Sam. This is big, he said, I wanted to do a real knock-your-socks-off interview for the FA, so I put together a PowerPoint which looked at every single detail. There was nothing missing. <laughs> nobody but nobody was going to beat it. <laughs> But then Brian Barwick, the chief executive, told me there were no PowerPoint facilities at the interview venue. <laughs> so I had to print off hard copies for the panel. So much for the progressive FA. I Needless to say, yeah. I had the last laugh. I left with a fiver. <laughs> <laughs> this is just incredible, isn't it? I love how Big Sam takes real pride in he, you know, grinding out results and getting them however he will and standing by that record and solid admin. But what like I know, real, but, pro zone and solid admin. But Jim, what I love about that is he's saying that now and he's like quite, oh, it's all turned out all right for me. Here I am, another Premier League job. I know for a fact he was in tears at the time. <laughs> Guaranteed he was but it's more, he still gave, he still had the sheets for everyone, so it's not as if like they didn't see what he was, you know. Bring it to life, Sam. They didn't smell Bring it to was, life yeah. <laughs> Interpret it. It's not, it's not where you get the three points, is it? No, no exactly. yeah, it certainly is God, not. God, um, if it weren't for PowerPoint, if it wouldn't be running that gravy boat cafe with Pete, he'd be managing England. <laughs> do you think the FA saw him? They got wind of the PowerPoint and stuff, like, all right, get rid of the PowerPoints. Yeah. yeah and Big Sam can now basically go around telling everyone he's a new Brian Clough, can't he? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Best man not to imagine. That's right. Well, we will obviously talk about um, Klopp and Allardyce more as the weeks go by. <laughs> We've got to mention non-league day, Luke. Mm. Yes, mm. we have, absolutely. That happened. It certainly did. I've got a couple of... Um, I was going to incorporate this in the Highlights of the Week, Marcus, but... All I right, well, it. should we go to Highlights yeah, of the Week? Yeah, let's just do it. Yeah, yeah. All right, Straight now in. it's time for Highlights of Das Week, yeah, clopping it up, <laughs> uh, with Luke Moore. I'm going to start off with a couple of non-league day tweets. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, just um, stick them right at the top there. Yeah. Um, Aaron Tunney's been in touch. He said, um, I, was at, I went to, um, to Clapton FC versus Ilford FC. Oh, right, lovely day. old job. Um, 761 fans turned up, and it's in the ninth tier of English football. That's pretty good. That mm. is good. So good, good, good work to them. Good um, goings. Another one here from Callum Hansey who says, uh, <laughs> I spent non-league day watching my team be refereed by what appeared to be a 95-year-old man. <laughs> he did not leave the centre circle. That's great. <laughs> that is great. I've, I've got a little bit of uh, non-league uh, chat if you want. Go for it, yeah. Uh, Walsham Willows Football Club in Suffolk, they handed out half a dozen eggs to the first 50 paying supporters at the match versus uh, Brantham Athletic. Free Normal. range? Free range? I presume Hopefully. so. I presume it was uh, promoting a local, yeah. a local farmer. I will not be taking fr- eggs, free or otherwise, from caged hens. Thank you very much. <laughs> 
but I mean, why are you giving them to football on. supporters though? Yeah, I mean, true. they give them to, to them yeah. after the match. But you're still going to have like an army of middle-aged men walking home and going. Oh God, I haven't wife. egged anything in I've years. Egg. Let's <laughs> go, we've all got eggs. Me. Find me a politician at once. Uh, <laughs> like it's, it's a rugby world cup souvenir. <laughs> <laughs> Sheffield FC, the oldest uh, team uh, in the in the country, uh, offered entry in the world. In the world, is it in the world? Yeah, yeah. Must be in Sheffield the world. FC, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, they offered entry for a quid for anyone with a Premier League season ticket. That's nice. Uh, Forest Green Rovers, they've had 11 wins from the last 16. John Parkin scoring one of their three. The beast, lovely. Wow. Feed the, it's still only 33. The beast himself. And looks every... 33? 33. <laughs> there was a power cut during the game. I would have blamed it on Parkin uh, reheating the sausage roll, but he actually played 90 minutes. So oh, there enough. we go. Mm-hmm. Uh, and finally, time. <laughs> finally for now in the Gateshead Cheltenham Town match, the striker James Marwood played without a name on, or number on his back because of a colleague spilling chocolate milk on him. This <laughs> <laughs> so is gloriously... Very good. Yeah, um, last year, Bungay Town, um, similar to the egg thing, gave out free punnets of mushrooms. Mm. Which is very strange. Nice. But so I mean, not, what kind of mushrooms were they? Non-magic It'd have been a very, team. very interesting non-league day. I've got <laughs> another um, sort of non-league day type story here. I mean, it's about a guy, we talked about him before, it's a guy called Bob Dunn, he's been in touch again. Um, a few weeks ago, he messaged saying he had bought a programme from a Newcastle United, um, Keegan era mm. um, thing to, to show the lads he teaches at school. And he's been in touch again saying um, they loved it and they wanted to know more. So he showed them some videos of the entertainers in action, namely the 5-0 destruction of Manchester United. Mm. Wonderful. What a day. But the, re- the way the non-league day comes into it is because I suppose a school team is almost like a, sort of like a non-league team. You know? I mean, they're not, they're mm. not a professional team. So he said, we had our first school match of the season last week against our local rivals. We were winning 1-0 with a few minutes left. And I heard my captain and central defender encouraging everyone to go all out attack before he intended an audacious Philippe Albert-style chip Shut from up. miles out. <laughs> the Keegan legacy lives on. We held on for the win, just. And he said, I've got another game this week, but we're missing two of our best players, as one was using bad language in school, so it's banned. And the other has to go and get his hair cut. Oh, <laughs> and Jose has Mourinho has problems. Yeah. Get your hair cut, yeah. hippie. Wow. Oh, Wonderful. Oh, one of those sideburns. My uh, highlight <laughs> of the week was hearing that Andre Kanchelskis has applied for the Derry City job in Ireland. Yeah, I saw that. He's last mm. He was last seen managing in the Latvian second tier. Mm. Andre Kanchelskis. That was his level. I've one got the, one or two more. One, got, one of the few footballers who've played for three different national, <laughs> national teams is quite well, Soviet Union, Russia, and Ukraine. Now the CIS uh, in the middle. CIS, oh, okay. well, uh, yeah, okay. Uh, let him have it. Yep. Um, <laughs> Don't just frown at me. Let him have it because I want to talk about Paul Tearsdale's hat. <laughs> oh, um, yeah. As ex- you should. Exeter City uh, manager. Exeter City, of course, in League Two, the fourth tier of English football. Tom Maldalney's been in uh, touch. He said oh, my highlight of the week was Paul Tearsdale's hat. Like the advent of the Premier, like the advent of the Premier League in 1992, or the first million-pound player. Footballing history will be divided into a time before <laughs> Tearsdale's hat and after. He's a always- new dawn. The hat is terrible. It's like a pork pie hat with a it's feather amazing. in it. Yeah, he's always dressed. And what mad though, isn't he? I just oh, try to get into, you know, like sometimes head. when you when you on on the show when you we, something vaguely controversial happens, you must tr- you must try and get into the head of the person doing the thing and what mm. they think. And you know, Paul Tisdale's wearing a pork pie hat with a feather in it on the touchline as a manager of a League Two side. It's yeah. very hard to get on board with it. <laughs> mm. it's, it's great. I love it. What he's done is he's seen Carl Jenkinson's weird hat from a few weeks ago and he's gone, you call that a hat? Yeah. I'll show you a hat. I'm stepping it I'll up. I'll wear it out of game. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of heads, did you think that now he's got a skinhead, Sven's head looks a bit like Stop a testicle? It. It, it, was, it, unner- it unnerved me to see him like that, yeah. I have to say. Has yeah. he got rid of all of his hair? Yeah. Right, mm-hmm. okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and head. also, something really seismic happened. Um, Portsmouth obviously beat Cambridge United at Cambridge United. Mm. And um, Dickie Dosh... Unless there was uh, an earthquake, that was not seismic. Well, let, well, let me finish. Oh, let me finish. Richard Money. Yeah, yeah, Richard Money. This yeah. is a quote from Richard Money. Absolutely. Mann. You want seismic, Jim? I'll give you seismic. <laughs> Dicky Dosh, Dick Cash, got in touch. Uh, no, he didn't get in touch. He, um, he, yeah, it'd be amazing if he did. He didn't give this quote direct to me. But I'm he, full of money. He gave, a, he gave a post-match interview in which he said he was thinking about jacking in football because Pompey really did a number on them. To wow. which I say to Dick Dosh, that's what Pompey do to you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. excellent. Wow. That was, was it high on the Dicky Dosh to scale mm. very much so which as we all know is exponential we're going to have a website roundup <laughs> let's do that yeah um, this is obviously from the always excellent Kelly Wells she says on the web based arm of rambling corporate this week you will find revelations about Ronaldo's adventures in the presidential box at Barca uh, where to spot Alan Pardew if you happen to be at a loose end on a Tuesday lunchtime 
Roy Keane making an unexpected and mercifully brief appearance in the national breastfeeding debate <laughs> and your guide to recreating Joe Ledley's rave celebration in your own living room. So uh, follow at Kelly underscore Wells where you will find there is literally no limit room. Damn right. Ooh. And a little uh, little one for you listeners out there. Um, from this week we're recording and releasing uh, a brand new weekly Premier League preview show brought to you by Bet365 released every uh, Friday morning. We'll look ahead to the big games and make a prediction or two including a bet we consider the best of the weekend, with all winnings going to charity. Fairly big news, this. It's the first time we've ever done a preview show um, consistently, and we're yep. going to be mm. unraying it this Friday morning <clears throat> from now until the end of the season. Preview. Get on it. Preview. It's available to everyone. Anyone can listen to it, wherever you are in the world, mm-hmm. and it'll be on the Football Ramble um, feed, so you'll mm. get it. If you subscribe, you'll get it downloaded. Preview. Shall we? Um, if you want to get in touch the uh, email address is show at thefootballramble.com the website of course is thefootballramble.com we're on Twitter at Football Ramble Instagram Facebook and all the rest of it yeah. Bebo MySpace probably um, say mm. goodbye Jim goodbye say goodbye Luke goodbye say goodbye Pete goodbye and it's goodbye from me Just a reminder that the Premier League is back on Saturday and, uh, yeah, on Absolute Radio, our live and exclusive commentary match sees Manchester United travelling to Everton, build up Russell Williams and one thirty full match commentary from three and then Wrighty and Stoney will be back wrapping up the day's action when the full-time whistles have whistled from five o'clock. Thank you. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.